0: What's up, family? Welcome to the Radical Winning Perspective podcast, where we help you fight fear with faith, remind you that God has called you to be greater, and to walk in your power. So get ready to be encouraged, inspired, and empowered. I am your host, Susan Nicole. Let's get into today's episode. Well, we're back again for episode number 56 for the Radical Winning Perspective Happy Thursday, family. Happy Thursday. I am so glad, okay? The week is almost over, okay? I'm not complaining, but I'm just saying it's been a busy week with a capital B, with a capital B. I've been very, very busy, but in the same token, um, I've been productive also, You know, sometimes people say you can be busy, busy, but you can be busy being not productive or getting anything done. And so for me, I have definitely been making sure that my time is counted in for and being intentional with my time. I hope that you all, okay, have had a great week thus far. Y'all, we made it again. We made it again for another episode. Thank you all for tuning in again. And, I am gonna go ahead and jump right to it. Okay, um, today I want to just share a little about what I was introducing to you all last week. You know, we talked about how I did a Instagram live a few weeks ago called Testimony Tuesday, and for those of you who were not able to join Testimony Tuesday and you do actually have Instagram, I want to invite you to join me on the next Testimony Tuesday. Our next Testimony Tuesday is going to be this month on March 28th, on a Tuesday, of course. And I have another guest, well, let me take that back because the first guest was me. So I don't think that really counts, but I have a guest that it's going to be appearing on my Instagram live and I'm excited to have her share uh, some of the things that God is doing in her life and has done. But needless to say, let us get to what I want to talk about, right? I know y'all like Susan, can you get to the point? So, I want to share about what I discussed on my Instagram live, but just a little timeline and some information that I think that would encourage someone. Um, you know, last year in 2022, um I had decided that I was going to buy a house, okay? I said I was going to buy a house, but I said I wasn't going to buy a house until about, let's say, 2024. So for me, I didn't feel as though buying a home or purchasing a home was very important. Like, I mean... I still don't. I mean, let me just be honest. Like, people that do want to buy a home, yay for you. Um, I didn't feel like it was like a need. Like, I wasn't one of those persons that was like, I got to be a homeowner. I got to be a homeowner when everybody was saying that it was something important to do. But in the same token, um, it was something that my husband thought that would be necessary. Now, my husband, he's owned about maybe two, three homes before. And me, myself, I've never owned a home. Um, There's been times where I had opportunities to do so. And then I'll say, uh... No, I really don't want to. Uh, mm, not right now. I'd rather rent because I didn't want the responsibility of having to take care of, of the lawn work or if something broke down. I Listen, I'm like, uh-uh. I was a single mother, a single person rather. Um, and then even when I had my son, um, it was just he and I in the household. So I felt like it wasn't necessary for us. Um, um, another thing is that when I think about Purchasing a home back then, I remember having a friend who purchased a home. Okay, She was really, really excited about it. She purchased it with her husband. And then she shared with me, Susan, two weeks later, um, her water heater unit broke down. And they had to purchase a whole new water heater unit. And she told me it cost several, okay, several thousands of dollars. And I said to myself, I would not want that to be me. And so with that being said, if anything were to happen while I was renting, you think I had to worry about it? Mm -mm. I will definitely go ahead and pick up that phone and call the realtor's office. I let that be their responsibility. But needless to say, um... As I stated, let me get back on on track, right? In 2022, I and my husband, we had spoke about it and I said, okay, babe, I want to maybe move in approximately two years. And he was like, okay, you know, if that's what you want to do. But prior to him and I having that conversation, um, I was very intentional with what I wanted, right? And so I said to myself, if we ever purchase a home, then there were some things that I wasn't going to be compromising on. I wasn't going to compromise on how many bedrooms I wanted. I wasn't going to compromise on having a space for me to have an office. I wasn't going to compromise on a walk-in closet. Hello, ladies. <laughs> I wasn't going to compromise on even having a new construction. So there were certain things that I want, certain things I prayed for, certain things I wrote down, right? Um, I believe sometimes that when we are after something or when we have a goal, that it is very important to write those things down so you can see it. And then when it manifests, you can be like, I remember when God did this, or I remember when I achieved this. Me being a very driven person, I definitely make sure that I uh, document things down and really work towards my goals. But let's go ahead and talk about how I said that we were going to wait, okay? Okay. What happened after that is some months went by and uh, it was coming up to be New Year, right? It was coming up for 2024. And usually every year I give God an offering, right? I give him a sacrifice um, where I start my year off with a consecration. So I give up something that I really like. I maybe may give up meats and sweets. I may give up um, potatoes, right? Just as an example. But this year I knew the Lord was calling on me to give up something a little more and I decided to, with God's consent, right, let me say that, with God urging me or nudging me, I decided I was going to go on a liquid fast. Now, when I think about liquid fast throughout my life, um, the longest ones I ever been on were seven days. And with me doing this liquid fast in January, it was the third time in uh, several years uh, where I have actually implemented that. And so for some of us um, who've never fasted before, of course, seven day liquid fast can be very intimidating. But I decided that I was going to do a seven day fast Um, and I said, okay, God, I am going to do this. I know that you're going to be with me. Um, I am going to pull on your strength and I know if you called me to it, you'll bring me through it. So with preparing for my fast, I actually sat down, I took a little mini poster board and I wrote down some of the things that I was going to do as I was on this fast. I said to myself that I was going to wake up every morning at 4 a.m. for prayer. Uh, At 8 p.m., I was going to have prayer. Um, I was going to actually uh, read my word. That's what it was, 4 a.m., I was going to wake up for prayer at 8 p.m. I was going to read my word, but I was reading my word like both four and eight. But I was praying all throughout the day. But there were specific times that I said I was going to set aside. Now, I know a lot of us pray and read our word at random times, but I wanted to make sure that I was really intentional. Another thing that I implemented is I said that I wasn't going to watch TV. I wasn't going to listen to any music. I wasn't going to watch any YouTubes unless it had something to do with edifying my spirit. And so it was kind of challenging when it related to the TV part because I didn't watch TV on the weekends either. And usually during the weekends, my husband and I, we watched like movies together and um, I wasn't watching it. And so I know like there were times where I'm like, babe, you know, I know this is the weekend, but can you go downstairs and watch TV? Because I really want to stick to what I said I was going to do. And so during the fast, it was beautiful y'all. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't hungry. Um, uh, maybe a little bit. I heard my stomach rubble, but I, I know that that was just my body in some, you know, gas just kind of getting out of my system and my body was used to food. But after the third day, it was, I was up from there. Um, I didn't experience any headaches. I made sure I hydrated myself. So I drunk plenty of water, making sure that I was uh, not getting to the point where my head was hurting or I was feeling, you know, real fatigue. Now I'm not going to lie. I did try to work out uh, on my, was it my second or third day? And y'all, I got on that treadmill. Listen, it was a wrap. I had to, in less than 15 minutes, I had to get off and get back in the car and go back home because I didn't have any strength. But, you know, During the fast, uh, I was prayerful. I was praying for my family, friends, and just different things that God placed on my heart. And um, I really, really enjoyed that time. Now, when I went on this consecration, I went on it just because I wanted to please God in a way where I heard him say that it was, I needed to fast. But number two, I, I didn't have like, okay, God, I'm a fast and I want to get a new car or God, I'm a fast and um, I want a new house or I want a new job. Like I want a big blessing. Like it was nothing. Those weren't my motives for fasting. My motives for fasting was to humble myself. It was to humble myself and come before the father and really just be in his presence. I sought God's presence. I really wanted to experience him and have an encounter um, like I've never had before. And I believe that he gave me just that. So I started the fast January 1, and I ended the fast on January 8th. And um, what I want to say is that during or rather after the fast, um, like it was a week later, I remember uh, driving home. And as I was driving home, the Lord spoke to me and he told me that the time was now. Now I'm like, okay, uh, hold on, God, what what time is now? Like, what are you talking about? And he simply told me that the time was now to purchase. Now, y'all, I just told you some months before, I was like saying, you know what, baby, we're gonna move um in two years, we're gonna buy a house because I had a certain amount of uh finances I wanted us to have for a huge down payment before we would actually go ahead and purchase. And that time when God spoke to me, I said, God, I know you playing because we don't have this amount that I wanted as of yet. So how is the time now? But how many of you all know that when God speaks, you listen? How many of you all know when God speaks, we must be obedient? And so I heard the audible voice of God so clearly, right? Um, that I got home, as soon as I got home and I came to my husband, I said, babe, I said, I want to let you know I said, I heard God. I said, he told us the time is now to move. And so my husband giggled a little bit. Not that I said I heard from God, but the fact that, babe, we were just talking about that this wasn't going to happen for about two years. And my husband let me know like, okay, babe, if that's what you if you heard God, that's what you want to do. And so I said, yes. I said, I heard him. And I said, babe, we got to walk by faith. And so I remember a few days passed and I decided that I was going to do it. But y'all, how many, of you know, I did it. Okay. I did not do it. I kind of, I don't want to say I forgot about it, but I just was like, life got in the way and I was like, mm, okay. Cause I was looking at my situation versus listening to what God said. So I remember I went to go drop my son off to his father's house. And when I was, after I dropped my son off, I was sitting in the car for a bit. And I heard the Lord say, I told you now, the time is now. And so, immediately before even pulling off, I uh, picked up the phone and I reached out to a lender um, and asked them if they would have a conversation with me. I let them know what was going on, what my goals were, and seeing if they could, you know, send me an application, blah, blah, blah. And so that was on a Saturday. Right. And so then I sent her the uh, she the, the, that following Monday or Tuesday, I believe she sent the application. Um, I completed, submitted all of our documents. Um, about four days later, she lets me know that we're pre-qualified. OK. Um, and let me know also that um, we're going to record, you know, it's a down payment we're going to have to have. And when she told me the down payment, I was like, man, um, you know, that's a lot. But I just like, you know what, God, I'm going to just say yes, because I don't even have a house yet. And, you know, I'm going to continue to push forward. And so I remember um, the next week uh, she had actually connected me with the realtor and I connected with the realtor and um, the realtor that she connected me with, y'all, it was just something um, and not that nothing was wrong with her, but it was something where the Lord was telling me it's. You know, this is not the person. And so I end up having to disconnect with them. And then I was sent another realtor. And so the new realtor that I connected with instantly, I knew that this was the person that I was supposed to work with. So I remember telling this realtor about how I wanted to move, and I got pre-qualified, and I told him um, the type of home that I wanted. And so I remember because this is how I am. Like if if I ask somebody to do something, or if I start something, like I like to get ahead of the game. So I was looking at houses that I like myself, and I sent him a few, and I told him could he look into it because I was interested. And so I remember the next day going to look at these homes that I sent him, and y'all, I loved it. Like it was beautiful. It was in a great neighborhood, but unfortunately it wasn't for sale. The realtor contacted me and said, Susan, they said that these homes are not for sale. Like they, it was an accident. And I'm thinking like, how's somebody going to put some houses on sale and it be an accident? So of course that kind of made me a little sad, but I'm like, you know what, I'm going to keep the hope and keep on looking. And so as I was looking, I kept finding some other homes, but it was just above my price range. Like I never want to be someone that purchased something really large because my income can allow it. Um, I don't want to be someone that get a $500,000, $600,000 house just to say I got a 600 dollars to $500,000 house and then house broke and can't travel, can't shop, can't do all the things that I want to do. And so, you know, it was just my husband and I and then our teenagers. And sooner than later, our teenagers are going to be out of the house. They're going to be living their best life. And we'll have all this house. For what? To hear what people got to say? Hmm. That's a no for me. So needless to say, um... I end up uh, getting a text from my realtor and he says, hey, Susan, check this home out. So he sent me the home, y'all. It was a beautiful home. I loved it. I wanted to go see it. I told him I wanted to go see it. I looked online. It was, you know, it was uh, available. So I waited till my husband got home and he and I went to go see it like 830 at night. Right. So prior to us going to see it, I want to keep. I want to share this part. Prior to us going to see it, we, um, I showed him. I said, "Babe, we about to go see this house." I said, "This is our house." And when I pulled it up online, it showed that the house was actually pending and under contract. <laughs> now, when I see this, I'm like baffled because hours earlier when I saw it and I said, that's going to be my home, it was available. So that discouraged me a bit, but I decided to resume our scheduled visit to go see the home. We come out and we see the home. The home is beautiful. It has the it has the office I want. It has the amount of bedrooms. It's a new construction. I'm just like so in awe of this home. And so at this time, we didn't really know if the home was for sale or not because it said under contract. So So I remember before leaving the house, me and my husband, we prayed and I said, God, if this is our home, you know, let your will be done. And if it's not, God, direct us to the place where we're supposed to be. Because I know that this is you. And you haven't brought me this far to let me down. And so I remember my husband and I leaving and we went home that night and we slept on it. And um, the next day came and he, listen to me like, I'm texting the realtor. Did you find out if the home is available? Blah, blah, blah. And he's responding back, Susan, I'm sorry. I, ha- I couldn't get anyone. So then, you know, Susan Nicole being who she is, I started doing my own research and I end up finding the builders of the home. And I reached out to them and I said, Hey, you know, I tell them who I am. I'm telling them I'm interested in a property, but online is showing that it's under contract. Can they verify the availability. And so I remember the secretary, whomever they were, they type it in their computer and then they share with me, um, Mrs. Crowder, I don't know where you found that at, but on our end, it's still available. There's no offers, there's no bids. So you can go ahead and apply online. So when she gave me that green light, I immediately applied online. Um, I told my realtor, he connected with the person that he was supposed to connect with. And I started the process of purchasing a home. Now check this out. The lender that I had initially told me about the big down payment and I was willing to do it, but of course I really didn't want to spend that much. And, you know, I didn't want to have to pull out different accounts. And so I remember that next day I was just driving home and, you know, I was asking her about down payment assistance programs that we wouldn't have to pay back. And, you know, um, because of our income, we didn't qualify for any. And so I remember, um, Driving home once again, I like to drive home, y'all, with no radio on, just to kind of just hear the Lord speak. And I remember the Lord telling me to reach out to the builders' lenders, and so I was like, I don't want to because I gave my loyalty to this person. I want to keep my word, but I also felt this urge in my spirit that I needed to follow and be obedient. So, long story short, I end up contacting the uh, lenders for the builders, end up getting twenty thousand dollars in credits. Okay end up having to start the application process with them all, process for the loan all over again. But y'all, the loan was approved, underwrited, and all of that good stuff in less than a week, okay? A week later, I was going for my walk, my husband and I were going for our walkthroughs. And then the week later, right? The day before Valentine's Day, we actually, well, actually the day after Valentine's Day, we signed on our home. So when you think about it, The whole entire process took approximately three weeks when I got with this new lender. And it happened so fast. And the purpose of me sharing my testimony is to let someone know that when it is your time, no one and nobody can come to interrupt it. When God has set something up for you and put something aside for you, there is nothing that can stand in the way. One thing I want you to remember is I told you all that when I actually looked at the house, it was available. Mm. But then when I went back to look at it, after I claimed it was mine and my husband and I were going to go out and see it, it said that it was under contract. And so God held that house just for the crowders. God made sure that nobody else had a time to apply for this home. Y'all, not only did I get the home that I want, new construction, five bedroom, okay, office, perfect size, nothing too big, okay? Not only did I get that, but I got it under the price range I had under our budget, okay? And so it really blessed me that God loved me so much, loved me and my husband so much that he would hide this home just for us, that he would work on all the financial, financials just for us, just to say that he did it and to get the glory, This was in January where God told us to do this, okay? And so that's how fast that God works when it is your season. And I want to remind somebody that in order for you to be able to hear the audible voice of God, or in order for you to actually be able to know that God is speaking, is for you to be in relationship with him. It's for you to be able to be familiar with his voice. For you to be obedient, right? And so we may be saying, God, speak, and God is speaking, but yet you haven't been obedient with some things. So God is like, what's the point of me telling you if you're not going to do what I say? Why call me Lord if you won't do what your Lord has told you to do? Some of us sometimes don't step out on faith because we are afraid that it may fail. But when God is telling you to do something, number one, and when you have the radical faith, that you need, which I believe we all should possess, right? Radical winning perspective, that you would actually step out on those things. And no, it's not always easy. Sometimes it's hard to have faith in times where it seems like all trouble is coming before you. But because of my act of faith, because of my act of obedience, now I have the result of God being able to manifest this blessing in our life. And so I just want to encourage you all that God has some great things in store for you, that God is going to do some marvelous things in your life. But in order for you to receive those things, you got to have faith. In order for you to receive those things, you got to be able to discern his voice. In order for you to discern his voice, you have to spend time with him. You have to be in relationship. And I encourage you to read your word, so you could be able to be able to witness and read about how he did things in the 2000 years ago. And the same things that he did years ago, he's still doing today because he's still alive. So I hope that with all of my talking, with all of my sharing on today, that I encourage someone that when you think that you have to wait a certain time in order to receive something, that if God says it's your time, then it's your time. When we pray for certain things to happen and it don't happen at the timing that we want, it does not mean that God is not able. It means not yet. It does not mean that God won't. won't rather, It means that maybe it's just not the right season. Or maybe you're not ready to receive it. And some of us, that's a hard pill to swallow. But I believe that God will give you the revelation when it's over, that God will allow you to be able to see his harvest that he's prepared for you. And God prepared something great for my husband and I. And he's still preparing great things. There's so many things that I have been through where I know that it's only because I was able to be obedient to God's voice. And so I charge someone on today. If God is speaking, if he shares something with you, believe him, believe it. Step out on faith and do it. Okay, family, I love you so much. I hope to have you all tune in with me again next Thursday. Listen, remember this, you have the power to live your life and you also have the power to change your life. You don't have to settle. God bless you, family.